Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you as always for clicking on the podcast. If you've checked it out before, listened to any of the previous episodes again, thank you so, so much. And better yet, if you passed it along, referred it to friends, family, any other cinema buff that loves films as much as we do, again, you're a superhero. Thank you ever, ever so much. And speaking of superheroes... That's what we're here for in this bonus episode. I haven't done one of these. I think the last one I did was for Batman. Uh, kind of like a trailer breakdown. Well, not even breakdown, trailer discussion, sorry. And then I also did a discussion for the first trailer for this film. But we finally got another one. So here I am again. Bonus episode. Here we go. Spider-Man No Way Home finally got a second trailer for it. I didn't think, if I'm being honest, it was going to happen. I felt like it was... The teaser came out in August. The film's due in December. Um, were we actually going to... I was like, are we actually going to get another trailer or not? I mean strange marketing really i mean us as fans we've really just kind of marketed it ourselves really and plugged it ourselves because we're, we're constantly talking to his friends about it constantly going over what we think is going to happen or speculating or reading theories and, and stuff online but i'm not diving too much into that today i don't want to go over what people are saying online or whatever which is quite ironic because that's what i'm doing right now but i'm just really going to go over the trailer and such and what we've seen what's got me excited what i'm really really looking forward to and um and yeah, like I might kind of lean down towards speculation, but we'll see. But again, thank you so much for clicking on the podcast. So let's get to it because this trailer, my gosh, is so villain heavy that I I just loved it. Like I think that it was the right thing to do, I think, because as much as I was hoping and probably a bit too hopeful that we might get a little bit, you know, like a, a glimpse of Andrew Garfield or or Tobey Maguire, my boy. Um, you know, maybe I was a little bit too hopeful because I did say in my previous podcast episode that even if they just showed us a little, just a little sneak peek or even just a glimpse of them, like maybe the shadow or feet or something or other like that, that it'd be enough to sell sell tickets, break records, break box office records. You know, it would be, and it still probably will do this film. This is as they've been saying all along, like John Watts and, and, and Tom Holland and co, you know, they've been saying this is the end game of the Spider-Man films. They've been leading to this, obviously this big build up and, you know, fair play to them because it is looking absolutely stunning. Some of the set pieces that we've seen, some of the sequences already and the dynamic and relationships, particularly between Doctor Strange and Peter Parker, which I'm going to talk about as well. You know, it's just all looking brilliant. And and obviously the, the, the big thing is that we're getting all these villains again that we've not seen in so, so long from different films and different universes that... You know, it's hard to it's hard to kind of rule out a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield return, even on the back of the first trailer. You know, it just kind of everything's pointing to that direction. And and if it if it wasn't to happen, um, if it shouldn't happen, um, as I said in the previous podcast, I think it would be one of the biggest letdowns um, ever. Um, but I, I I am firmly on the side of that they will show up in this film. But I'm not going to go, you know, I'm just going to go on what the trailer shows us. Yes, there are these moments where you can look at a certain sequence, uh, in particular towards the end of the trailer, where you could say and argue that there's definitely something being edited there. People have been removed from it. Uh, I know that there's a sequence with the lizard that's going around online where you can see him being kicked by thin air, <laughs> which is quite funny in fairness. Um, I don't know how that slipped through the cracks, but alas, here we are. Um, Marvel are very good at misleading us fans and very good at editing trailers and, and making things look like not how they seemed um, or seem. So I definitely think that on the back of the the trailers like for Infinity War and, 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 and in particular Thor Ragnarok as well, where a lot of things were changed for the trailers, that this Spider-Man trailer as well has had some very heavy heavy tweaks and, and edits and such. So, um, But even still, it just looks great. I mean, let's just talk about... Let's talk about the villains to start with, because they steal the show in this, don't they? I mean, for me, I'm probably looking at it from a nostalgia 
through my nostalgia goggles, sorry, um, I, 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 seeing the Goblin, like, it's just, it takes me straight back to, like, 2002, when the first Spider-Man film dropped. I loved Willem Dafoe's performance in, in that Spider-Man film. I still think he is the best villain on screen, as much as I think Spider-Man 2 is an amazing film and Doc Ock is a fantastic, fantastic villain and Spider-Man 2 as a whole, that film is tremendous. That first film will always win my heart because it's the one where I really... Because I loved it. I mean, X-Men paved the way for me to like superhero films, but, you know, Spider-Man was so fun and and just such a great adventure that I, I absolutely loved that good and evil dynamic and, and especially not just between good and evil of... Peter Parker versus uh, Norman Osborn or, or the Goblin, but also the good and evil within Norman Osborn as a character, very complex. And I, I thought it was great. I, I loved Willem Dafoe's performance. So seeing the Goblin back on his glider with that iconic mask is just, uh, yeah, massive green tick for me on that one. Absolutely love, and I can't wait to see more of uh, Mr. Osborn and and and, and the Goblin himself. Um, Doc Ock as well. Obviously, we got we you know he was, he was the first kind of reveal that we got in the original teaser trailer to see this bridge sequence again kind of unfold a little bit more because I mean Marvel and Co have been really really pushing those uh, those still images of of this this bridge. There's been loads of memes going off about no way home off that bridge or no way off that bridge because <laughs> every every image for Total Film or Empire Magazine or this that and the other it's all revolving around this fight sequence with Doc Ock on that bridge. Obviously we know that Goblin does make an appearance as well and this bridge sequence, but that looks like it's going to be one very tasty uh, set piece and action and action packed uh, sequence. And it just already like has this such a great vibe to it. I say it looks like as well that Ned and MJ are going to be heavily, heavily involved in capturing these, uh, in capturing these villains for Doc Strange as well and, and putting them back in their correct universe. But if we just flip that for a second, cause I am going to come to the rest of the villains in a moment and say, it's great having Doc Ock back and Alfred Molino's portrayal as, as Doc Ock, who, Again, wonderful performance in Spider-Man Two. I say, I, you know, I've already spoke about before how I love Spider-Man Two. I know I, I absolutely adore Spider-Man One, but in terms of Spider-Man, a Spider-Man film and a, and, and a true representation and a perfect all-round superhero film, I think Spider-Man Two is your go-to for that. Like the the complexity of Peter Parker trying to understand and work out who he is and why he's Spider-Man. You know, really, really great to see on on screen and and obviously having Doc Ock in there as well. What a villain! What a villain! But you know, I just want to you know come, I'll come back to obviously more so of the villains in a second because you know there's this by this spell going wrong and these villains coming in. There's already like a shift in relation and dynamic between Doctor Strange and Peter Parker. It's going to be great to see that and and it's interesting enough because there is a bit of naivety I think with Peter Parker in this film. Just because, obviously, he thinks obviously that he, he can almost give these villains a second chance. If they've come into his world and he knows it's their fate to die fighting Spider-Man, why would he? Why would he want to send them back to to their universe? He's he's a hero at the end of the day. He's not a killer. Granted, Goblin kills himself pretty much, and Doc Ock kills himself because he doesn't want to die a monster. I mean, Goblin serves him right really for trying to manipulate his way out of that sequence and kill Spider-Man, anyways. But you know, Doc Ock was like, I'm not going to die a monster. So I'm quite interested to see, especially Doc Ock, how he's now back to being a villain again, whether that changes again and he kind of goes back to being the good, like a good guy, because he was wrestling really for control with those with those tentacle arms and such. So whether that does come back again, I'm not sure, but it is, it's going to be interesting enough to, to see how that works. But sorry, back to my original point was, obviously there's a little bit of naivety, sorry, to, to, to Peter Parker and, and thinking that, yeah, I can give these guys a second chance. They're going to live out the rest of their days. What are they going to do? Just get like a nine to five job and be like, yeah, we're not super villains anymore. Um, but, you know, after everything that's gone off with Mysterio and everything that's happened 
happening far from home and the fact that people now are very split and they're very torn in who, you know, whether they want to support Spider-Man or not, it's very easy to see why he would be like, you know what, I don't want to be known as a killer. I don't want to be known as, you know, like a villain. I want to be the hero again. So, of course, I'm not going to send these back to their deaths. I want to try and save them and, and give them another chance kind of thing. But it ain't going to work like that because especially with someone like Norman Osborn, I don't know, I think definitely some level of like naivety there from Peter Parker. And again, I, I do like what I'm seeing though, in particular, in particular between, you know, the, the falling out with Doctor Strange and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get more of maybe tussles between the two. Um, but yeah, just a little bit naive of, uh, of Peter. I think that that could probably come round to, to pretty much like bite him on the arse a little bit, especially when there's a lot of like scenery and, and shots, you know, leading to some kind of, some tragedy is going to unfold in this film. It's not going to be all, you know, plain sailing. It's not going to be necessarily a happy ending because I've said that I feel like at the end of this film, he's going to be so isolated and so alone that it will lead us into, obviously, you know, it's going to lead him out of the MCU and into, obviously, his own kind of story separately where we could get the, you know, the kind of collaboration with Tom Hardy and Venom. I just think that there's definitely going to be something, especially with that opening shot of Tom Holland stood there in the rain, you know, beaten, badly bruised, obviously tears in the eyes, obviously whether that's at the end of the film or whatever, I just feel that it is leaning towards someone going. And I don't think it's going to be MJ as much as they want to show her falling and like clinging on, trying to catch, you know, Spider-Man's hand for dear life. I don't think it will be MJ. I think that if anything, MJ will have a memory wiped and she will forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man as to the other characters. But for me, I, I think that pretty much it's going to be it's going to be Aunt May that's going to go in this one. There's a lot of shots and a lot of you know uh, you know sequences and explosions going off around some apartments and such. And you know, from what I understand, Spider-Man and Aunt May have moved out into a, a, I think a new set of flats, or even this could be the the same flats per se. I'm not sure. Either way, it looks like it could be Aunt May that's going to go, and that for me would be. Yeah, for for character development and character, you know, moving forward, that'd be a huge shakeup for his world. You know, Peter Parker's world of having that, and he's already lost his aunt. He's, he's already lost his uncle Ben. He's already lost Tony Stark as well. If he loses his aunt May, that really would, you know, shake and 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 rock the entirety of his world, and and more believable then for future installments where the symbiote could latch onto him because it'd be very dark, and he'd find himself in a very well, yeah, heavy, heavy and dark place. So that that again could be a plot point that could move forward. But I think if anyone anyone is to go in this, it probably will be Aunt May. I mean, there's a few shots of Happy looking very unhappy in this <laughs> in these trailers as well. So I don't know. That's what I'm speculating. There's a pumpkin bomb explosion. Tom Holland's trying to catch it as well. Is he trying to save Aunt May there? All the time will tell. But again, like I say, I'm not going to jump down into theories or anything like that. I'm just really going on what we've seen and say, and and it's just all looking so so good. The, the main thing I say, though, is, like I said at the start, it's very, very villain-heavy. Fantastic having the Goblin back. It's interesting as well that they're going to get, like, an upgrade suit, maybe, because there's a shot of, like, Norman Osborn wearing goggles rather than the actual iconic mask. But the, the game-changer or, like, you know, the... The scene stealer for me in this is the fact that Electro gets his like comic look, that that iconic electricity mask. When that sequence, when that shoots up across his face, I was like, oh, round of applause, French kiss. Mwah! This is what we've been waiting for. Not this blue rubbish. We want to see Electro in all his glory. And it's so nice having Jamie Foxx back to have another crack at this character because I really do feel like it was uh, everyone in that Amazing Spider-Man 2 film was just, I mean, the acting was good with what they what they could do with it, but just a really poor ending, wasn't it? Like, just a really poor film. Um, and, and it's nice. That's why I really want, I said in my previous podcast, you know, like with Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, this is why I want Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back in, these, in this film, because 
they deserve another cracker. They deserve another send-off as well. They were great Spider-Men, regardless of what the story is and where it took them. They were brilliant, and so I'd love to see them back again, web-swinging, web slinging, whatever. It's just... It's just looking to be such a fantastic, fantastic film. So it's Endgame level, and it probably could even do much bigger and better than Endgame, which is hard to believe. I know it's probably a uh, probably a big statement there, but I do think that this film is going to really shatter the box office, and Christmas is going to be a spidey Christmas for sure. Just looking over the rest of the notes for me, it's great to see as well. Obviously, the official confirmation that Electro, uh, sorry, that that Lizard and Sandman are in this film. Really nice. The only thing for me is I really wish that we'd have got like the classic lizard look. I know he looks exactly as he was in The Amazing Spider-Man, and it's going to be interesting to see why, again, I mentioned earlier why Doc Ock is going to be a villain again, but also why Lizard and Sandman are, because by the end of their stories, they'd kind of reformed in a way, and, and, and they were not, they weren't like good guys, but they understood that they'd been bad guys in, in, in that sense. Anyways, by the by, it's great having them back. I just wish that the, the lizard had his classic signature comic look. You know, I want the jacket. I want the shorts, the, the purple shorts. Give me that, and it's just going to be, oh, my one, just one big fan-pleasing extravaganza. Uh, the new suits for Spider-Man look great. Say, I love the black and gold suit. I love all this new, like, tech he's going to be getting as well. Obviously, there's some kind of spell sequence that is going to allow him maybe to teleport or shoot, you know, at these... Uh, these villains and maybe put them either back into their universe or even probably I would say back to Doctor Strange, you know, Sanctum because, um, well, it's Doctor Strange. I mean, it's funny that Doctor Strange is like, oh, yeah, you botched that spell. It's like, mm, yeah, I think you were casting the spell, mate. I think that, yeah, Peter Parker was running his jaw a little bit, but I think that it was you running the spell. So if anything, I think you're, you're just as to blame for this rather than solely putting it on. Peter Parker but again I'm very interested to see what's going to go on with this film and say there's a little bit of a tease at the end when he's saying they're all coming through and I can't stop it and the, the, the multiverse is cracking open and that for me was enough to be like yeah we're going to get some more Spider-Man in this we are definitely going to get some more Spider-Man in this that's all we needed you know they're coming through and I can't stop them that could obviously mean anything but we're going to get more Spider-Man but that's my thoughts anyways. I've really enjoyed this trailer. I've watched it so many times. So the main thing for me, I've just loved seeing the Goblin. I, 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 as much as I love Doc Ock as a villain as well, the Green Goblin, man, it's just great to have him back in these films. And Willem Dafoe, Willem bloody Dafoe, iconic voice, iconic laugh. It's just going to be great. So I'm, I'm, again, probably looking at this all through like some kind of like nostalgia goggles, but I, I'm just so happy to see the Goblin back. And this film is going to be absolutely bloody epic. Are you looking forward to the film? If you're a Spider-Man fan, I'm sure that you are, but do let me know and keep up to date with the page on Facebook. Just search Joe Blogs About Films. Make sure you keep up and hit the notification button on Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., so you can be notified when new episodes are going on for this podcast. I'm very much looking forward to catching Ghostbusters Afterlife this week. I've already mentioned as well there's going to be a revisit of another film coming up in the next few days, week or so. Keep your eyes out for that as well. But again, as always, thank you so much for listening. Spider-Man No Way Home is out in December. I'm so <laughs> excited for it. And this trailer just upped that hype for me. But thank you ever so much again for listening. Until next time, take care.